Welcome back to the Connected Packaging Summit. I am Jenny Stanley, Founder and Managing Director of Appetite Creative. So we just learned in the last session that not only is it important to consumers that a brand stands for something and is doing something for sustainability, we also know that they are actually willing to pay more for it. So it seems clear, this should be high on the objectives and on the priority list. But how to communicate this? And even better, how to involve your audience and keep them up to date with your campaign. Let them know what's happening. Let them know what the next step is. How can you keep your audience, your consumers involved in supporting your CSR campaign? Something that Pete bring up in the last session and I now want to take you through on a trip on how brands such as Tetra Pak and Adidas are using technology and connecting brands to support their social, oh, their social responsibility commitments. So I would like to take you on a journey and I would just like to show you a couple of different examples on what we are actually doing in this space. So if you just bear with me one second, you will be able to see my screen. And I can tell you that what we've known, even from the last poll that we just looked at, is that people care. Almost two thirds of respondents in a recent survey of over 2000 consumers said that nearly two thirds of respondents take sustainable packaging into consideration when selecting a product. And if you drill down further into that, younger consumers, those 44 and under are really leading the charge. And 83% of those, even more, are willing to pay more for it. So it's obvious that people care. So what is it that we can do to involve people on that journey? So if we look at our packaging and we look at the way that we could actually involve users, we can look at connected packaging to help us solve that problem. And so the way that we see that we are able to help our consumers and our brands is by helping them invigorate their packaging to become smart or connected packaging. And so with that, we allow an NFC tag, a QR code, or another piece of technology to be able to lead the sustainability experience. This could be on the packaging, could be on a social post, it could be on a TV ad. And the user simply scans with their mobile phone the ad, the QR code and is able to then allow to open up a web page, no need to download any apps or any other barriers, which will allow them to connect to the experience. The user then enters that experience and is involved in some quiz, some games, and we'll look at some examples in a moment, and then are able to really learn about what that company is doing, either in the way that they created that packaging or in the way that they are using CSR to be able to enhance what they are doing and their marketing initiative. For the brands, they're able then to log in and see in a real live dashboard how people are interacting. Are people supporting the cause? Do people believe in the cause that they are going for? Do people feel that they're being genuine? All the really interesting things that we just looked at with Pete. And Pete touched on this, the ability to actually turn your packaging into a media channel. So once that QR code is printed on your packet or your packaging, or on your product itself, of course, you have the ability to open that gateway and have a two-way conversation with your consumer. And where we talk about it being a media channel, that's exactly what Tetra Pak are doing. So for Tetra Pak, their brands put QR codes onto the packaging. That QR code is a static QR, which stays the same. And through during different parts of the year, that QR code leads to different types of experiences or different types of information. And the way that Tetra Pak are doing it is that this QR code is almost the baseline of their always on campaign. 
So that means that during Christmas, that QR code talks about Christmas, Christmas campaigns, etc. And then perhaps in February, March and April, they have their sustainability messaging from that same QR code. Then we're into Easter, Easter campaign. Again, back then after the campaign finishes to the CSR information. So really an ability to almost use your packaging or your product just like another media channel. That means that in fact, your most powerful media asset is already in your consumer's hands. Well, what does that Tetra Pak gamification look like? Well, we've been doing this with them for about four years now. And this was the first campaign that we created with them. The first one was launched only in Germany, a pilot. So that's why, of course, the example you can see is in German. There's no mistake there. The idea was to be able to understand if consumers really did want to engage on the subject and help them to understand what Tetra Pak were doing in the world of recycling and how they were trying to help reduce their environmental impact. So very simple, QR code on the packet, user scans the QR code, and then chooses to take part in either an adult's or a kid's version of the questionnaire. Four simple questions loaded from a backlog of 50. So every time a user would come, they would see a new four questions. And they were asked four quick questions around sustainability in the style of being able to educate them also in what Tetra Pak was doing. And in doing so, they were able to grow a tree, a virtual tree, and add it to the virtual forest. The engagement time was amazing. Two minutes, 49 seconds. As I said, there's no prize incentive here. This was simply to educate their consumers on what they were doing around sustainability. So this worked fantastically well. Tetra Pak were very happy with that. And we moved into the second version update of the campaign. So without having to reprint new QR codes on packaging, we were able to then smoothly create a new set of campaigns. So when people scanned the QR code, they were then met with the new version of the campaign. And the new version also included some gamification. And as you can see in some of the examples here, there was like a memory style game. So being able to remember things and match things. There was a roulette wheel with different games to be able to choose from. So again, encouraging people to come back and to keep learning and to keep engaging with the brand. Again, two minutes average um, spent on the page. So a huge amount of time when we're offering no prize incentive or anything else other than the fact that people want to be involved. Huge amounts of packaging scans. And this was from the German uh, version. It actually then was taken out and is now live in 18 different languages across more than 25 different markets with more and more brands wanting to be part of and wanting to take that QR code and to put it on their packaging. So this is something where we have a very simple way of being able to communicate and also understand the consumer data because the answers from all of these questions are stored in our database. And we're able to, obviously in a GDPR compliant way, understand how people feel about recycling. And there's some interesting data that we found. For example, some particular SKUs, as Pete mentioned earlier also, some of the audience just weren't interested. So you can also look at how the messaging that you're actually putting out to your consumers is received. And if they're not interested in it, then you don't want your messaging to be around sustainability. So it's being able to understand that consumer and then optimize your messaging accordingly. 
Similarly, of course, we had lots of SKUs and particular brands where that audience were more than average interested in recycling. And those brands have gone on to develop further recycling sustainability types of messaging and campaigns to again further engage that particular audience so lots of ways to be able to understand how your audience feel and also in the level to which they're educated because we can see which people got which questions right um, and which particular questions perhaps show us a, an idea where people need to have a little bit more education they're interested but they don't know about it so a little bit more education um, being required and there's lots of different ways that we can do this. We also do um, AR, so scanning the packet, being able to see in real 3D augmented reality, being able to twist the packet, turn the packet, understand this particular uh, recycling, knowing that this is actually using 20% less plastic, this particular process for this particular cap is actually reducing carbon. All of these different things you can actually then show um, through fun uh, technologies such as um, AR. And of course, that can be then linked to a particular game where you can also enhance things about the product and actually have linked messaging, um, being able to talk around the product itself and also your sustainability messaging. Something else which is really interesting, um, especially if you want to talk about sustainably sourced ingredients and products, is the explore the product range. So this particular experience allows users to scan the QR code and then understand a little bit more around where the particular ingredients that make up that product came from. And here you can see obviously the Botonica bottle where you can actually understand, you can move around, it's 360, you can understand particular ingredients, also the packaging itself, and really have um, an understanding of where those particular source uh, materials are coming from. So you might have a particular video looking at particular areas where you can understand a lot more around the information and the product itself. Another thing which is um, really around incentivizing but also bringing your consumers on a journey with you is the loyalty program. So the loyalty program really does link together both your audience and what you're trying to do and bringing together as a team. So for Botonica, here we have, as you can see, a membership card on the right hand side. And the idea here is to incentivize, of course, purchase. This is always um, a, a degree of what marketing and obviously companies need to do is drive sales, of course. But what do we do in return um, as the brand? Well, in this instance, we actually plant trees. So for every stamp on your membership card, the brand will actually plant a tree. And in that tree, you have the ability to name your tree, see where that tree is. And here you can see you're actually taking your consumer on the journey with you. We also have an AR experience on the left-hand side, which is just a fun experience, obviously, to show people um, the activation and to get people engaged. And that can be shared on social media. So what are brands doing in this space? So Adidas, for example, you might have known about their Adidas Stan Smith line. So this particular um, fantastic example really does show you what you can do with AR. So here you have the ability to scan the shoe itself and Adidas then created a whirlwind uh, reality of being able to bring up those pieces of the scene together. 
course, that's highlighting exactly what you're doing. You're bringing people in. You're asking them to shop now. Of course, we're linking together the objective and, of course, the sales objective. It's really around people being interactive um, and bringing them on that journey with you rather than saying we're going to donate X amount of profit to this particular cause. It really is about involving the consumer. This was fantastic. Once the shoe has emerged, you've got the ability then to also share. Of course, by sharing on social, you're enabling your method and your message, sorry, to get out to new audiences and speak to new audiences that may not actually even know about what you're planning to do. So we can do gamification, we can do educational gamification. And a really interesting brand is Land Park. So Land Park is organic water. And here they have the opportunity to really communicate this to their consumers in a fun way. So what we decided to do was four different QR codes on each of the different flavors. Now that enables us from the back end to be able to compare people who bought the lemon flavor versus people who bought the natural or water flavored flavor. Um, here you can actually then start to understand again a lot more about your audience. What does this particular audience group feel like? What does this particular audience group do? Is there something we can learn from that? And lots of different ways to be able to understand that consumer base better. So once the QR codes were on the flavors, each flavor took you to a different experience. Now, the first one, as you can see, top uh, left is your sustainability bubble popper. So a fun game. People know how to play. And each of the colours, when popped, then gave you a particular interesting fact. So educating through gamification. In this case, it takes up to 600 years to mineralise the water. People are having fun. They're coming back, um, but they're learning at the same time. Number two is all around myth busting. So quick fire rounds of being able to really myth bust any different things that you might be wanting to talk about. In their instance, of course, it's about organic water. So the big question on everybody's mind when you, uh, when you announce that is obviously how can mineral water be organic? And of course, in their sense, it is possible and you are educated as you play. Game three was a temple run style game. So here we are jumping over the plastic and collecting the sustainable packaging, the cartons of Lampart water. Again, being able to emphasize the fact that Lampart obviously are looking towards being a sustainable company and are actually carbon neutral. Then the fourth is a simple game yet again of full game. This also was, well, this is probably the most popular game that we run um, with average time between six and seven minutes um it's a fantastic game that people know how to play and as they do so of course simple facts are shown throughout the game these were the games um there was a scoreboard um, every time you played you were able to um collect scores and collect points and your scores were then displayed on a leaderboard at the end of each week the top five winners one um, particular things, three samples of the new flavor, Akai Berry, um, but also two different prizes which are very much linked to the campaign itself. So a visit to the factory where they could actually see how the organic water was being um, put into the cartons and also the ability to win an electric bicycle. Again, moving into the um, sustainable uh, type of program. So if we go back to Herbal Life, 
We can also see there's different uh, ways that people are trying to bring this to life. So here is herbal essences. And what they're doing is really interesting. Um, they are obviously, this is augmented reality. So again, what you do is you scan the bottle itself. And that brings you into the this bottle is 25% beach plastic. It's a small step, but it has the potential to really drive some momentum for change. So here you're able to scan the bottle, watch a quick video, and then do your part and swipe and clean away the dirt and the mess and the plastic in front of the bottle. So really kind of driving that home in a fun way. And then, of course, that's shared on social media again being able to bring you to a new audience, you're involving your audience um, into the campaign that you're bringing alive. And that's really what we're trying to do with our tree planting um, API platform. So here together with Ecology, we allow brands to be able to create their own forests and plant their own trees. So as I mentioned earlier, it really does link nicely with a loyalty card type idea. So with every fifth purchase or every 10th purchase, the brand will actually plant a tree. And when that consumer has the ability to plant a tree, they really have quite a lot of different options open to them. So where would they like to plant the tree? They can choose from a different range of forests. How would they like to name the tree? Using geotagging, you're actually able to visit that particular tree that you have contributed into planting and come back and visit that tree. People are going to name that tree after their partner, after their child. People are going to come back and they're going to see how that tree is growing that tree will be around for a long time. You've then created lifetime brand loyalty because you're going to want to go back in and see how your tree is doing. It's fantastic because you have the ability when users come in to be able to see how well this particular project's doing. How many trees have been planted in the Amazonian forest? How many different um, trees have been planted by their particular country, their particular city, their particular business, lots of different ways to be able to engage and motivate your audience. And it can be done with trees, but it could be also done with beach cleaning, it can be done with um, solar farms, it can be done with so many different ways. Being able to link your consumers and your particular CSR programme and bring them together. Again, being able to incentivize, but bring them on the journey with you. If people care about sustainability, and we know they do, then let's get them involved and let's bring them into the brand and feel a part of it themselves. What does that user journey look like? So basically it's about scanning the code, being met with some menu screen that tells them how many trees have been planted, how many um, different, uh, whatever your objective is, uh, is happening on the program. Of course, then to enter their name and email address to allow them to become part of the experience and add them to leaderboards, for example, and then go into the different experiences. This is something that people then can come back to by having a leaderboard, by having a loyalty program, by having um, the membership type card. People want to keep coming back and people keep getting involved. After however many scans, whether that be five, whether that be 10, whether that be an action after every, um, then they have the ability to get a thank you message and then share onto social media, share that onto their Facebook, share it onto Twitter. And we activate everything with WhatsApp so they can also just share that with their friends. It's really giving the ability, as I say, to bring people onto the journey with your consumers. So hopefully that gives a little bit of insight 
into um, how we're actually helping people um, to communicate that. I'd like to go to our interactive poll. So our interactive poll is a question to the audience. And what we want to know is how you are feeling about sustainability and how is your company feeling about sustainability? Is it one of the top three priorities for your business? We'll just give that a couple of seconds as it's moving around. Three, two, one. And we'll end the polling there. <laughs> so it's pretty much there, a, a uh, resounding 93% going for yes. So sustainability is one of the top three priorities for your business. So my question to you is how are you going to involve the audience? How are you going to involve your consumers? How are you going to bring them on that journey with you? Because that's what's going to make it most successful. What are you doing um, to be able to think about um, sustainability um, and, and bring your consumers into um, in being incentivized to be able to either learn about what you're doing or be involved themselves? It's an open session. So if anybody has any questions at all, please feel free uh, to put them in the QA box um, and I can get down to them. Let me just check here. We seem to have one. So a question now in from the audience. Um, do we have any stats on how this works? So yes, we do. Um, for example, I showed you two of the Chechapak um, examples um, and they have been working with us over the last four years now on their sustainability um, project. We're able to share with you that people on average spend between two and two and a half minutes um, each, each particular scan, that we know that 60% of people who actually get um, into the experience actually actually register and leave their details. They're left, uh, they leave their details in um, such a way that we're able to, um, through GDPR uh, compliance, be able to recontact them as well, which means the brand can then update them on other particular insights or other particular programs that they might want to incentivize or communicate to those consumers afterwards. Um, and then also through that dashboard, you're able to understand exactly how people feel um, about particular incentives. So we've also run um, almost like a market research uh, type questionnaire um, before where we have people answering whether they would prefer the brand to support local communities or to do it an initiative such as planting trees and so you can actually use uh, connected packaging to plan what is it that our consumers want us to do what is it that our consumers um, feel that they want to contribute to because of course by purchasing your your product or purchasing your brand they're obviously um, donating their money in exchange for a product and they'd like to have some sort of insight or say as to where that money gets spent so there's a, a real nice way to be able to use connected packaging to be able to help brands with their planning of where their consumers want money to be spent so in answer to the question yes um, we do have um, stats as to how um, it's performing. We also know um, that brands who have been involved in doing this um, have done it for more than so multiple times, more than once. So they do repeat the activity um, as well. So we can also share that with you. I'm just going to check our other questions. How did Appetite come up with this idea and when? <clears throat> well, 
we weren't originally looking to be part of uh, the recycling or, or the CSR world as such. And um, we were already working with Tetra Pak. We already worked with Tetra Pak um, to do all of their um, brand messaging. So we do their connected packaging for brands who want to particularly run competitions or vouchers or sampling. So our idea was always to support brands in being able to do their marketing communications. They actually came to us um, with the idea of being able to share. They had recently won um, an environmental award and they really wanted to share the information, but um, also kind of educate users at the same time. I suppose going back to the, to the previous um, session, it was to avoid perhaps being too braggy and they wanted to actually educate at the same time, which I think is really important for brands. So we came up with the idea of just being able to have some simple games, some simple gamification in there, which could allow users to be educated at the same time um, as, as being involved in, in, in some fun games and, and sharing on social media. Now that campaign um, with Tetra Pak has been running for about four years. Um, and of course, the brands who, well, I say, of course, you don't know that, but the brands who started with us um, um, and Tetra Pak are actually still involved in the programme. So they are obviously getting quite a lot out of um, running this type of messaging as well. But as I said, there's lots of different ways to actually bring that to life and, and potentially plant trees or uh, sponsor solar uh, powers or windmills, etc. So there's lots of different ways um, to be able to get your consumers involved. Just another quick question. Um, <laughs> personal question, that's always scary, but it's not that personal, so we're all good. Um, personal question, what was your favorite project? <sighs> that's quite difficult because there's quite a lot of good projects. Um, obviously, the first time we did the Tetra Pak one, that was a whole new way of, of, of thinking about things and that launched us into thinking about sustainability. So that's obviously a very good project. Another project that I really love, um, aside from the sustainability, but of course the, the mechanisms are the same, would probably be um, the Bacardi uh, project that we did for them. One of the things that they really wanted to do was shift perception. And I think that really links nicely um, into sustainability about shifting perception. And one of the things that we needed to do for Bacardi was shift the perception from Bacardi um, always being uh, consumed with Coca-Cola, so rum and Coke, Bacardi and Coke. So what we did there was with their help was came up with a list of all the different serves and cocktails that could be possible. And then we built a really nice set of personality quiz questions. So do you like fiery? Do you like sweet? Do you like long? Uh, are you old school? Do you want something modern? Do you want something fresh? And with some fun questions, and I'm sure you've all kind of played a type of personality test we could then define or offer them what we thought was the perfect serve for that particular consumer. And they could download um, the recipe or, or save it to their phone or email it to themselves. So there was lots of fun ways to be able to engage the consumer and, and find out lots of different cocktails. We had videos of, of, of different bartenders creating the serves, et cetera. And then we also added a gaming component into that and it was called the rum roulette. And so users, once per user per day, could actually spin the rum roulette and they could see if they won anything. And the prizes were a free mojito in which they could actually go and redeem that in a participating bar. So again, taking online, driving people offline to participating bars, which we showed them um, through Google Maps, how to get to their nearest participating bar. 
Um, you could win a bottle of Bacardi, um, in which we checked that you were over 18 and then obviously sent one um, of the 12 bottles that were available um, of, of Bacardi to the consumer. And then the third one was better luck next time, but here's, here's a cocktail to keep you busy in the meantime. So again, being able to reinforce that message. So I think there's lots of different ways to think about how you can actually drive people, use vouchers, use discounts, um, use particular loyalty cards and incentive programs to bring people on that journey with you. Um, I think it's just thinking about what's our objective, what do we want to know, what data do we want to collect um, about our consumers, and then being able to pull that all together, coming to speak to us, um, and seeing how we're able to support you um, in actually pulling together what is the best concept, um, how can we actually bring your consumers on the journey with you um, and pull that together. Any other, any other questions from the audience? Or I can um, bring us to an introduction of the next. Another quick question is about QR codes. So you talk about QR codes, but not many people, but not many people use them. Well, I think that's changed. I think people didn't use QR codes in the past, but I think what we're seeing now is there's a massive increase in QR codes and that over 40% in a recent survey of people had actually scanned a QR code um, in the last week. We did a survey yesterday and I think it was over 80% of people, but perhaps our audience a bit skewed considering we're coming from the packaging industry. Um, so I think technology has changed. To run an AR campaign, for example, you don't have to download an app. To scan a QR code, you only have to open the camera on your phone. Um, and then by scanning the QR code, your camera will automatically recognize that and take you to the destination. Um, and we build web apps. So immediately the consumer is into the experience. Um, so I think technology has really changed that. And then of course we've got um, COVID and COVID's really pushed QR codes into um, consumers' daily lives. So you're using a QR code for restaurant menus. You're using a QR code to be able to um, board a plane. Um, well, that was before COVID, um, but when we can get back on planes freely, we will be able to use um, mobile boarding passes and they feature a QR code on them. And then, of course, most recently, there's the Track and Trace app, um, and that's very much uh, QR code driven also. So I think with the changing technology, um, we're seeing that people actually do really know what QR codes are. It's right, they were launched about 10 years ago, um, but it's in recent times that we've seen a um, huge increase um, in QR code projects. But of course, it doesn't have to be QR codes. It could be um, an NFC tag, for example, on the product. Um, it could be using Beacon technology or Digimark technology. But QR codes is, is probably the easiest way to dip your toe into the water, so to speak, um, in getting a connected packaging experience off the ground. So I just wanted to, while I have you here, um, just talk to you a little bit around um, the dashboard, because I think that's one of the most important things that our consumers find um, from uh, the connected experiences. And the fantastic thing is that the dashboard is actually real time, which allows users to be able to, um, sorry, allows brands to be able to see what's going on at their campaign at any given time. Um, of course, you're able to see registered users details, GDPR um, compliant, but you're also able to see how many times they rescanned, how long did they spend in it, 
the time or date um, that they also scan. So you're also able to see patterns in people scanning. And as we know, most products aren't decanted. So if you're talking about a large carton of milk, or if you're talking about um, a bottle of Bacardi, for example, hopefully that won't be consumed in one day. Um, then actually you're able to understand people um, and their behavior all the way through um, the campaign. And we'll be able to optimize and be able to um, help you get the best out of the campaign and then also the subsequent messaging. Well, thank you so much um, for all your attention um, and for the fantastic questions. Of course, you can get a hold of me at any time and we can uh, reconverse at your leisure. Do stay tuned. Next up, we have uh, Benjamin Medina from Uber for Business, and he's going to be talking to us about how sustainability platforms are helping B2B businesses in their sustainability messaging and how to give us a few tips on how to get started. I'll see you again here in 15 minutes. Thanks very much.